This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Lakes in Canada's tundra have locked up a huge load of carbon in their sediment over the years. The Arctic is becoming warmer and wetter. Scientists are concerned these lakes could be turning into sources of carbon. This could have enormous consequences for the world's climate. Lawrence Gunther wants to explore the possible impact Lawrence is the host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther on AMI-audio. Hey, good morning, Lawrence. Hi, Dave. Lawrence, I'm going to start right here. Why are warming Arctic lakes an issue? You know, they've been locked up in ice for the most part. You know, it's their carbon sinks, right? They're just hanging on to a lot of carbon. But we've got, you know, warming temperatures. We've got shifting, uh, melting uh, seasons. We've got a increased precipitation. This is all causing a lot of these lakes to become unlocked up in the Arctic. So, you know, normally... The lakes are sinks if they hang on to carbon, and that means the uh, the phytoplankton is creating their skeletons, and they're eating up carbon dioxide to create those skeletons, and they're releasing oxygen. They're a sink. But when they start to thaw out earlier and they're warming up faster, all that plant material that's been lying in those lakes, you know, frozen, is starting to decompose, and that means bacteria is chewing up that uh, plant material and releasing the CO2 and eating oxygen. So if it's too much eating oxygen and too much releasing carbon, now they're carbon sources. And that's what we're heading towards. What's the scale here? What's the volume, the number of lakes involved? Yeah, it's it's quite impressive, Dave. There's um, They say, you know, in between the boreal forest in Canada, which is the lo- longest, largest continuous forest in the world, and the lakes that are above the tree line into the uh, tundra in Canada's Arctic and, you know, into the Northwest Territories and all that, half the uh, surface area of all the freshwater lakes in the world exist in this area, the boreal forest and the Arctic. Half the freshwater surface area of all lakes right there. So about 3.5 million lakes. That's a lot of lakes. And, the, and it, it accounts for just under 400 um, 400 million cubic, uh, for, sorry, 400 m- million square kilometers of, of surface area. So sticking with the numbers here, uh, maybe hopefully tangible or understandable numbers, mm. what does that actually mean? How big a role could these lakes play in the broader warming picture? Well, we know, we don't know a ton of this, but we know they are uh, thawing out a week earlier and freezing on average about 11 days later. So that doesn't seem like a lot, right? Like, I mean, okay, so it's two weeks, two and a bit, two and a half weeks of open water, more than it used to be. But you times that by 3.5 million and half the surface area of all freshwater lakes in the world, that starts to add up, right? Then you factor into that, that these lakes are warming up twice as fast as the average lake in the world. 
twice as fast as the average lake in the world. So what does that mean? We have no idea, Dave. That's the problem, right? Like to do this research, you have to sub, you know, submerge carbon sensors into these lakes, into the into these lakes under the ice and into the, you know, below the surface so you can monitor the carbon dioxide being uh, released by these microbes and the oxygen being released by the uh, phytoplanktons and measure that stuff. We we're just starting that. We have no idea really. So We've got to get on this if we're going to really understand what's going on there. So it's a little bit speculative, but what are the mitigation procedures here? What is the research that's necessary? What needs to be done? <clears throat> if, the, if these lakes continue to thaw out at the rate they're thawing out, we know that the gases that they're releasing are actually speeding up the global warming. And by speeding up global warming, that means these lakes are going to thaw out every year sooner and freeze every year later so the longer these lakes stay unfrozen the more they become carbon sources and the more they're going to speed up global change and then the more these lakes are going to spew out carbon dioxide so you can see here it's sort of exponential increase we've got to stop that like we've got to somehow May, you know, on a, on like a broken record here, Dave, but if we allow the temperatures to continue to rise around the globe, these lakes are going to exponentially increase, you know, temperature raising and, and, and create more and more problems. Lawrence, what about your show, Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther? What's coming up on the next episode? Well, right now we've got uh, our friend Ron Walsh from Outdoor Access talking about how he modifies his muzzle loaders so that he can hunt independently with a sighted guide. That's our tech. And and just, you know, what his favorite UTVs are and uh, going and visiting Gray Owl's uh, cabin up in the uh, north of Saskatchewan. He's quite a he's quite the explorer. It was a lot of fun talking with him. So you can catch that now. And uh, starting Sunday, we're going to have uh, a conversation with um, the founder of Water Rangers. And Water Rangers is really uh, uh, working with youth across Canada to make them into, uh, you know, water testing little gurus, little sciences. So we're working with Water Rangers now, my charity, Bluefish Canada, to bring in a fish aspect to this and, and bring more accessibility to the program as well. So we'll be talking about that. Very good. Lawrence, thank you for this. Have a great day. Thanks, Dave. That's Lawrence Gunther, the host of Outdoors. You can find that show on AMI-audio every Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find Lawrence on Twitter at Lawrence Gunther. In 60 seconds, Alex Smythe will share the weather story of the day. But first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your Morning Business Minutes. Strength in energy stocks helped Canada's main stock index to a slight gain yesterday. Toronto's TSX index crept 20 points higher to close at 19,800. New York's Dow Jones average gained 43 points and the Nasdaq added 59. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index dropped 363 points and our dollar is trading overseas this morning a little lower at 74.18 cents U.S. Canada's largest private sector union will open talks to 
today with General Motors. This comes after Unifor members voted to accept the union's new three-year labor agreement with Ford. And Trans Mountain's application to modify its pipeline's route has been approved by the Canada Energy Regulator. The decision spares the company a possible nine-month delay in construction by allowing it to slightly alter the route for a 1.3-kilometer stretch in the Jacko Lake area near Kamloops. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebo. Thank you very much, Karen. From business to weather, let's bring in Alex Smythe. Alex, a lot of folks uh, getting some weather warnings out on the coast of British Columbia. Yeah, Dave. Uh, so this was something we first talked about last week on Friday, how the West Coast is really going to be experiencing a prolonged period of extreme and wet conditions. And so that's really came to a head yesterday and late Sunday as a bomb cyclone developed off the coast in uh, Vancouver Island and that whole region. And it really peaked on Monday. So uh, thankfully, the conditions are set to kind of settle after that bomb cyclone. There's still a lot of precipitation in the forecast. But uh, along Vancouver Island, there were winds that peaked upwards of 161 kilometers per hour. And this is the deepest low pressure system on record for the month of September ever recorded. And really what that means is when you have those extreme low pressures, that's going to lead to far more precipitation, far more of those extreme rain and storm conditions, lots of thunder and lightning as well as that precipitation. And as I said, it did result in a bomb cyclone in the area, bringing even more extreme conditions. Now, the the just because the bomb cyclone has kind of settled and it's, it's going to dissipate that does not mean it's an end for the precipitation because there is still a lot of rain expected to continue this week over the next seven days because there is still that system of rain that is pushing in off of the Pacific. Uh, parts of the interior mainland, they could see upwards of 75 millimeters this week. That increases up to 200 millimeters as we head into higher elevations towards the mountains. So needless to say, there's going to be a lot of rain, a lot of moisture in BC over the next week and over the next region, uh, throughout that region. And with those, those heavy rains, heavy, strong conditions, you have to be careful about things like falling trees, about high winds, flooding, and down power lines, which was something that uh, parts of Vancouver Island saw. So it's really important over this next little while with this extreme uh, conditions to be cautious out on the West Coast. Well, there's a couple folks joining the show tomorrow. Arno Kopecki and Amy Amanti are both based in British Columbia, so perhaps they can give a uh, live update when uh, I get a chance to chat with them tomorrow morning. Thank you very much, Alex. Coming up next, legal reform is part of the bigger truth and reconciliation picture. Kelly Braun Johnson will discuss Gladue reports and their role in acknowledging the effect of colonialism on Indigenous people. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. 
Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.